being in the this field or the medical field is really a service field. Ooh. And so my father, yeah. And my father would always say to me, whatever you do, get into um, service, some type of service, customer service, hospitality. My parents were big into hospitality and being a servant and being of service and customer service. So they were really big on customer service, being of service. So they were like molding and developing. And sometimes when people hear train up a child in the way that they should go, um, they they don't always know specifically what that means but my parents taught me it meant once you seek God about the gifts that he blessed you with seek God what's their gift that they were born with let's go you are listening to the Heath Fluids podcast and we're having candid and actionable conversations about your health, relationships, business, and ministry. And now here's your host, the Second Chance Coachman, Michael David Huey. Welcome to another session of the Heat Phones Podcast. Um, it's kind of funny because I was listening. Um, my guest today and I, we, you know, we we were in some rooms today um, on on Clubhouse, and we were listening. I heard some people talking about, oh, you know, it's it's rainy here and it's cold here. Um, it's been actually warm here in Central Florida. It's been in the six, upper 60s in the morning and in the 80s during the day. But, you know, it's also been kind of cloudy. Um, and um, I'm, I'm in week three of a, uh, a knee surgery that I had. And I'm like, I'm like three or four weeks ahead of where I'm supposed to be. Uh, but I'm being patient. And I, I'm, um, uh, Dr. Kim probably doesn't know this about me, but I, I'm a golfer. Okay. So I like to play golf. That's kind of my... It's me and I'll play a lot by myself. It'll be just me and Jesus. And everybody will say, oh, you go golfing by yourself. And I said, no, uh, it may look like it, but it's me and God, right? It's me and God. And, and, and that's what I want it to be. I want it to be, you, you know, I want to I wanna have uh, this year, I was sharing this morning that my, my word for 2022 is consistency. Good. And when you think about the power that comes behind consistency, is holding yourself to a higher standard, you know, allowing yourself to see yourself the way God sees you really stepping in and, and doing the things and stepping out of God's permissible will and into his perfect will. Right. And so when we do that, um, you know, somebody's talked about change today. Doc, my, one of my good friends, Dr. Amy Rucker was talking about change today and we were laughing because her and I, and my, my wife became good friends and She's asked us to to do some mentoring and stuff with her and encouragement for her. So every once in a while, my wife and I will just text her and say, hey, what are you doing to change today? And she'll say, dang it, I knew you were going to ask me that today. And just when you surround yourself, like listening to Dr. Dr. Kim on Clubhouse, that's how we met. If you haven't been on Clubhouse yet, hopefully you'll get on Clubhouse. That's one of the things that I want to be uh, super intentional and super consistent. Like Tomorrow and Sunday, my wife are doing a. We're doing a four-hour Saturday and a four-hour Sunday of mapping out our entire 2022, because I believe that if you're consistent in preparation, consistency in preparation, then you don't have to guess. Right? There's going to be change. There's going to be things that come up and things that you do. But you know, um, I've been in this season of just serving, like you know, serving people and. And uh, finances have just been rolling in like crazy, just serving people, helping people get religious exemptions, you know, helping people recover from vaccine injury, whatever it may be, right? 
It's just, it's just a plethora, right? And we know that in season, we want to be prepared for the next season, right? And so when I think about my friend, I'm, and I told her I, I don't give big introductions because I want people to hear from them. And I told her before, when, before we prayed, I said, selfishly, I like to do these for myself because I hear a person, but now I get to see Dr. Kim. It's the first time we've seen each other because we're always on Clubhouse and we're just seeing our picture and our voice, right? Now I, I told her, she, you know, uh, she, 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 today is a new season for the continued blessings of this podcast for us. Like my wife and I, we listen to them the next day and we're just encouraged, right? We're like, wow, uh, that my wife will say, that was awesome. She's like, when do I get to meet her? You know, and that's what she'll probably say when she's when she listens to me and Kim. And so um, I'm excited about that. So let me just give you a little brief introduction. Then I'm going to have Dr. Kim tell her story. And um, I, I wanted to share this today on the podcast because I also like to encourage my guests. Um, and this week I had a uh, Dr. Kim, I had a um, um, an interview with a girl that just said she wanted to connect with me. She was from the Netherlands. And she talked about how, and this is the reason why I like to hear stories from people. She talked about how she was in the new age lifestyle. She was, you know, into yoga and Buddha and all of these things, right? Just in the, she, and she admitted it. She was like, it, it was fun. Like I was just, you know, she said, I was in Bali and I was in this, the shram and I was in the water and she said a butterfly landed on my arm and she hurt because she knows her mom, her father was a pastor and her mom had been praying for her and fasting for her. And she heard the Lord say, get out of the water and come serve me. Wow. And I was like, really? <laughs> and I'm like, right in the midst of, of religion and emotions and all this stuff, God just swooped in. Like he says in the word, he says he'll leave the 99 to save that one, right? The power of her mother and father praying for her for years and years and years in the least likely place, right? In the middle of a shram, you know, in water, it's, you know, chanting and doing all this stuff that they do. God rescued her and she ran out of the water, flew back to the Netherlands and has never looked back and just started serving God. And I thought it just confirmed to me why I like to listen to people's story. And so when you look at Dr. Kim, she, we have a lot in common. I always tell her this, like we just have, you know, not only are we heart-minded, but we're like-minded in a lot of the things that we do. And that's why I'm always excited to listen because I said this in a room today, John Maxwell is one of my mentors. And uh, I was in one of his masterminds and he always taught us this. He said, look, if you're the smartest person in the room, get out of that room and get around people that are smarter than you. Right. And, um, you know, people say all the time, you know, to me, like, how have you done what you've done with, you know, when you were told you'd never graduate from high school or go to college? I said, I just was like the women that pushed through the crowd just to touch the hem of his garment. Yeah. You know, just like, you know, just that, that, that pushing through and that pressing in, you know, just like the guy at the well, you know, he waited for years and years and years. And finally, in an instant, he was healed. And I think that that's what it's about. For me, it's about a season of healing. And the, I, I can see it. I had a prophecy spoke over us about three weeks ago. It was about a forty-minute prophecy from two very close friends, and wow. uh, I gave it. I gave it. Yeah, I gave it to my spiritual father, and he he was blown away. He said, "But this is the thing he said." And then I want to hear Kim's story. He said, "In the there's a promise at the end of all of these prophecies, right?" He said, "But in the in the promise, there's a process." He said, there's a process in the promise. So I've been walking through that process, right? And so uh, Dr. Kim is a certified health and wellness practitioner that has helped many people. Like I see her all the time. I, I go in her room sometimes and, I, and I, 
I just sit and listen because I know that she's giving value to people. And I, I get my iPad out and I take notes. I believe that a lot of people don't do that. They go in and they listen, but the difference from the wisdom and the knowledge that they learn is the action that they take, right? And so, um, you know, she's built a massive, uh, successful social media presence on Instagram and Facebook, and now in Clubhouse. We both have. Done, I, I I said to my wife, I can't believe that we have almost seventeen thousand followers on Clubhouse in just a year. We just celebrated our one year anniversary on on Christmas Day, right? So I would like to welcome to the Heatfulness Podcast, Dr. Kim Allen, my friend and sister in Christ. Welcome, my yeah. friend. It's good to have you. Um, it's so good to be here. And thank you so much for even thinking of me and asking me to be a part of something so wonderful and awesome. You know, I chuckle a little bit and I laugh because um, I absolutely love your name. First of all, Heatfluence. And um, I even said to you, that's a pretty cool name. And I love that because it's all about the influence and the he and speaking to the whole body. You can see the little shield there, Kim. You can see the little arrow pointing up to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. All of it was so like intentional. And and I, I like that. It's good to pay attention to the little details. I think that is why um, I am who I am or how God even created me to be, to look and pay attention to the little details. And that's most likely how I got into the type of field um, that I'm in. I'm a PK kid. Um, born. I didn't of, know that. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I got, I got to write these things down now. Come on now. Girl. <laughs> yes. Born of um, to uh, Tracy and Joanne and, I always tell people um, when I got here, I was already a PK kid. I was born into it before the, so, before before they even knew the foundation of the world, right? Like just you know what I'm saying. Boom! That, boom! That's the that's the way it is, and that's the way it was. And I um, pretty much was like I want to say hmm, from from a little person. I, I like to say a little person, not always like a little kid, but from a little person, I was always inquisitive and always asking questions. I was that kid. I was that but why kid. I actually have a book called But Why. And I named it But Why because I always said to my parents, but why? But why? But why? But why? And this is where I believe that things change for me. My parents weren't always the type of parents that would answer the but why. My parents would direct me to uh, Britannica because they invested. Old encyclopedia, that, yep. Yes, they would sell like these encyclopedias. They would go, you would get on this payment plan or you would buy them right out. Yep. And they had um, all of, of these Britannica's. <laughs> <laughs> Britannicas. My grandmother, my uh, grandmother passed them down to me after after she passed away, and I, they're still at my mom's house. So wow, and you probably from the seventies, I bet you, probably from the seventies. Yep, from the seventies, and remember they were in this wood wood case. Oh yeah, keep them yeah. all in. Oh yeah, and then probably, I mean the minimal from the from the from the early eighties, late seventies, early eighties, like right in that time frame. You know, right? I was probably right. ten or something. You know, so that's what. So Michael. That's where they were and where they were directing me. And underneath 
that uh, encyclopedia, those encyclopedias, there were other little books of information under it that talked about science, biology, chemistry. I didn't like that anatomy. stuff, Kim. I didn't like that stuff. Did, I just swooped did, right over that. I was like, okay, where's did? the sports? Where's ES? <laughs> no, they didn't have ESPN back then. But I was like, where's the sports? Where's the working out? That that was more my thing. And then I became a you know an exercise scientist and sports nutritionist. Like, oh yeah, where I passed all that stuff over. Hated biology. Hated all that stuff. Just to come back around. Just to come back around in a full circle. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, I had parents that instead of answering those questions, would that redirect me to those books? And they would say to me go and research. And after you go and research, they would say, what I would like you to do is I would like you to write me a summary of what you learned. And after you write the summary of what you learned, I want you to come and I want you to present it to me and, and make me excited about what you learned. It was wonder you're a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) You were already prepared to be a doctor when you were a kid. Like you're, they're like, okay, Kim's going to be a doctor. Let me just get her started reading encyclopedias and giving us book reviews and stuff. Yeah. And stuff like that. And you want to know what's so funny is um, being in the this field or the medical field is really a service field. Ooh. And so my father, yeah. And my father would always say to me, whatever you do, get into... Um, service, some type of service, customer service, hospitality. My parents were big into hospitality and being a servant and being of service and customer service. So they were really big on customer service, being of service. So they were like molding and developing. And sometimes when people here train up a child in the way that they should go, um, they they don't always know specifically what that means. But my parents taught me it meant Once you seek God about the gifts that he blessed you with, seek God what's their gift that they were born with Mm. and and then seek God with with what is their spiritual gift so that you can train them up in that way. You know, that's why Serena and Venus, that's why they are who they are. They were trained up in the way. Do you see the movie? No, I'm, oh, I you got, seen it Kim, you got to see the movie like it's it's funny when you watch the movie, you, you know, um, you know, Venus obviously became, you know, number one player in the world and became one of the greatest of all time. But the movie is really focused on Serena. Wow. And it's it's all about Serena. And then all of a sudden in the background, Venus is working out on her own and playing in tournaments by herself. And yeah, you just have to watch it. It's so good. My, I gotta, so I watch my it. wife and I are my wife and I are movie bus. So okay. so we pay twenty five dollars a month to AMC, and we can go to twelve movies a month for twenty five dollars. So like on Christmas, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, AMC twenty five dollars a month for her, twenty five for me. Um, and we and on Christmas Day we saw, and this is another movie I would put a plug in for because he's one of my. I've no, I've I'm not close with them anymore, but I was close with them years ago because he was best friends with my my best friend. A guy named Kurt Warner, who was a Super Bowl champion with the Los Angeles Rams, uh, went from bagging groceries to becoming the Super Bowl MVP and now in the Hall of Fame. Um, it's it's his movie's out right now. It's it's we went and saw it on Christmas. It's fantastic. So, yeah. So I what's I, the name I, of it? Um, Uncommon something. I'll have to. It's about it. It's a bit. Yeah. But by the time we're done, I'll 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 re-mention it. But yeah, yes. it's fantastic. 
Yeah. So, well, I would say this, that um, I'm just now getting into a little bit more like movie TV watching. That was the thing. Um, my parents were no TV zones. So it was a no TV zone all week. And it was only the books, the encyclopedia, go do your research, study. So this is how I feel like everything began because I was always, what is this? What is that research? But why all of that? Um, after that passed, I feel like being introduced to like diseases and deaths um, so early in my life, so early on in my life, um, when you're young and you're the type of person that's already asking, but why? I feel like these things impact you. But but why disease? But why did they die? How did they die? Is there something that could have been done um, so that uh, they could have beat this disease? Is it something that could have been done so that they can live longer? So I just feel like all of these questions that I've always had has always led me to certain paths. So I had a I had an adopted sister who died young. When I was young, I was 12 years old when she died. Um, and she was in her 20s and she died of stomach cancer. Mm. Um, so that was very impactful for me because the only way that she can eat after getting 60% of her stomach taken out was through pureeing and juicing and smashing foods. So I would watch my mom puree and smash and juice. Um, and I was all into that. I was like, oh, wow, she could eat this and it can process and it can process through her digestive system. Now, I'm a digestive specialist. I um, have an actual degree in, as you can see, nutritional science. But it was at 12 years old that I was introduced to the digestive system, how the digestive system works. And even if you have a certain percentage of your stomach taken out, you can still thrive and you can still live. So when she was given a little time to live, she lived longer than expected simply because we shifted how she ate and what she ate. Mm. And so at 12, right then and there, I was like, oh, my God, like, this is pretty phenomenal. So would you say your sister inspired that what went on with your sister? Would you say that that inspired you to do what you're doing today? What's I feel like was more funny or what inspired me more was the fact that my mom was so inspired to find a way to use it through nutrition. I think she inspired me more because it was her will and her desire to see if there were other options out there to improve a quality of life. And she found it through food. Did she listen to you? My mom. Yeah. Is, she Does she listen to you? Huh? She's, she's in a great cloud of witness. She is oh, now she is. Okay. Busy. Okay. All right. I didn't but know that. She would. Okay. She would. All right. What about, is your father still alive or no? He's gone too. See, this oh. is what I mean. That I oh, wow. So, so this, this makes sense that you've, you've dealt with a lot of death and a lot of, yeah. of that. Wow. Close. Up close and personal. Oh yeah. I mean, sister. most of your family. Yeah. So two years after she was gone, then at 15, my father died. So if at 15, so at 12, my my adopted sister hears about that. Okay. 
And then at 13 and a half, she dies. Okay. And then at 15, my father dies. Wow. And then after that, I have two godmothers who died, one of diabetes, one of breast cancer. So I'm had diabetes, HIV. My father actually died of diabetes and HIV, autoimmune. Oh, wow. So I'm I'm having experiences with all of these different diseases. What happened with your mom? My mother, my mother's had, uh, was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, and she died about six years ago. Okay. So some well, of these different. She yeah, she lived a long life, and when she was originally diagnosed uh, on October the first Sunday in October. 2013, she was diagnosed. They told her she had less than two months to live and to go and get her affairs in order. I believe that it was the faith and the works that extended her life over two years. And I feel like she didn't necessarily pass away from the actual diagnosis itself, but some other complications that happened Um, just because of the protocols and the, and the, prayers and the practices that we put in place, I believe prolonged her life. Wow. And so, wow. Yeah, I can see I why you do it. what you do. I see why you do what you do, you know, and, and the yeah. same thing with me, like I can, you know, um, just, you know, like I can see, you know, my, my parents are in their, you know, late seventies and early eighties now. Right. And, um, you know, I lost, my wife lost her father to the vaccine. He, he was in, he was in remission from Parkinson's. He got vaccinated and died two months later. Uh, wow. a, a, a ravaging death, like literally, um, you know, if you know much about the spike protein, it, it literally took it, took his genes that are in Parkinson's and reversed them towards the d- disease process in ravaged ma- manner. And I've been diving into this and researching a lot of this stuff um, just because, you know, my, my parents, you know, they'll listen to me about some things, but, you know, they went against my wishes and got vaccinated and, and uh, they, they struggled for the longest time. And then they finally listened to me. So just listening to your story and how, you know, it, it, it makes me see it, 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 it allows me to see why I'm doing what I'm doing, right? Why I've, you know, studied, you know, and, and got 30 certifications and did the things I did. And, and so thank you for sharing that. That really, really, really touched my heart. Really, really touched my heart. So thank absolutely. you. I appreciate that. I was talk- absolutely. And um, I was talking to someone earlier today. And I share with them that I had to sit yesterday and I had to sit because I was reflecting and I was reflecting and I was talking to God. And I said, God, you know, my mommy is gone. My father was gone. My godparents are gone. My grandparents are gone. Um, My aunts and uncles um, whom I love, they're gone. Like when you have those type of matriarchs or leadership type people gone in your life, it it allows you to look through different lenses about life and about choices and um you have children? Do you have children, Kim? I do. I do. I do. And awesome. And they're wonderful. I have I have two kids. They're wonderful. And all of us, we just look, we just look at life like totally different now. And so um it's just a good thing to be more in tune with life and human existence. I think the body is phenomenal. I think anatomy is amazing. I think that scripture that says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. I've seen it acted out in my life in front of everyone 
close to me. So it is really why I do what I do. And I feel like it's service and I'm serving and I'm allowing someone else to have their sister, brother, uh, mother, father, wife, husband, children longer based upon my experiences. And so I feel like my parents or whoever, um, their legacy not only lives on in me, but it allows others to have a legacy that is more thriving, more loving, and it has more hope. So Wow. That's so good. That's so good. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Well, let's talk about this real quick. Let's dive in. Talk about like 2022. Like we're, we've, you know, we've been in this and, and I'm not afraid because I've told Dr. Kim, like, I'm not afraid. I'm, I'm, you know, one of my, one of my mentors, Dr. Mercola, you know, when he came to speak in Orlando, he had a bodyguard and I was like, um, are you scared? And he said, no, but it's just precautionary, right? Like he'd been really going against yeah. people. And same thing with my other mentor, Dr. David Perlmutter. He's the same way. He's just, he's like, he's like, I don't really care. Right. He said, and so for me, like, you know, I, this, what we call a pandemic, we call it a pandemic, but I don't call it that because I believe that we knew it was coming before the foundation of the world. Like we just knew this stuff was going to happen. Like you can see um, the end of times in all of this, right? Whether it's five years, 10 years, 20 or 30 years, you can already see the start of it from a biblical perspective. You can read, yeah. you know, I've been having people, you know, constantly sending me messages on Clubhouse about, you know, this scripture and that scripture and look at what's going on over here. And what's so when you think about 2022, what are you excited about? And what are some things that you see? Because obviously, um, you know, you've you've been blessed with gifts and talents and stuff from a from a spiritual perspective that invade our ministry. You know, he fluence and Michael David Huey is a ministry. My pastor says it to yeah. me all the time. He says, like he texted me today and said, Hey, will you do communion this weekend and um, educate people on the fast that we're going to start on Sunday. And and um, I have to send him a Word document on teaching people how to prepare for a fast on Sunday and then how to end it on Wednesday, you know, because a lot of people just will go, oh, I got to eat. And they'll just go back to eating normal food. And the next two days, they're sick as a dog, right? And, right. Uh, and, and so, you know, so the church doing a quarterly water fast, you know, and we've, we've educated people, you know, if you're, you're on medications or have diabetes or whatever, you know, you have to kind of you know, be careful of what you do and you should probably do it, you know, with our advice and some of those things. But what do you see and what are you excited about going into a new year? Because, you know, it's New Year's Eve, like tomorrow is a new year, right? Like, so tell me a little bit about that, like some things that you're excited about going into a new year. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that I am excited about is what's already done. And I, I like to say that because I believe that God literally took December, which is this month, and made some done things done. So before we even get into 2022, the things that we're going to be experiencing in 2022 is because of that one thing in 2021 that was already done. One and done. So as we move into 2022, I feel like there are going to be great collaborations. Ooh, is, that your like word? is that your word for this year, Dr. Kim? Collaboration? Did you get well, a word? I'll Did you get you a word for 2022 or no? Yes, I got two words for 2022. Ooh, come on, girl. So, collaboration. And that's ready and collaborations. Ooh. Ready 
and collaboration. Already ready. We already been praying. We already been planning. We've already been producing. We've already mm-hmm. been like waiting. Our expectation has been in him. 2022 is the ready go year. And that's why I say collaborations, partnerships, mergers, and marriages, mm. the tools are going to be happening in 2022. See, My two God. is very powerful. It's so powerful that in the word of God, it even said they sent them out in what? Tools. All right. Two the power of two walking in agreement. Oh, yep. It is not good that man be alone. Our creator for him help this meet for him. So through from the beginning, from the beginning, we were created for two. So good. When you look through even the, the word of God, Moses, in, in order for him to accomplish even the things that they accomplished, it was an Aaron and a Miriam. It was it was two. It's it's something that's so phenomenal and so powerful that's going to happen in 2022. And here is why I feel one puts a thousand of flight and mm. two puts ten thousand of flight. There is a momentum and a win, a W I N, a win, a W H E N, and a the the wind, W I N D, that's going to hit 2022, and it's going to need mm-hmm. the strength, the agreement, the power. Where two or three are gathered, he is in the midst in order for us to accomplish what God needs to be accomplished. It's a God year. 2022 is a God year. 2022 is God's plans in action. 2022 is performance, is manifestation. We Mm. are his ambassadors, his brand, his hands, his feet, his legs his movement. We are his movement in the earth realm. So because we are his movement in the earth realm, there is some time, some God timing that he is going to make up. And in order to make up some of this God timing, he needs two to do it. He needs two to put 10,000 applies. See, that's exponential. He needs two to do it. Two is a little bit more concentrated than one. And so he's releasing divine marriages, mergers, partnerships, and collaborations in 2022 for the ready, for those who are ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, um, let me finish. Let's finish with this because I think that's good. I, I'm going to have to go back because I was like writing notes and switching pages over and writing more notes. And um, I'm going to go back and re-listen to this actually tomorrow uh, after our planning session. Um, so I've seen you in some rooms with Apostle John Eckhart and my wife and I had the privilege. And I wanted you maybe to talk about that relationship because I think sometimes when we you know, we have, we see mentors and we see fellowships. And I think one thing going into 2022 is protecting the voices that speak into our lives. Right. And it's really funny. We were at a conference in Tampa and Apostle Eckhart was there and uh, he actually remembers this, which is funny. And he said, my wife had a word for him and she was, she was young then too. And she, she was really starting to step into her prophetic word and she, she spoke it and she's, she's read all of his books. She's went through all of his, uh, uh, you know, teachings and I mean, everything like uh, when this morning, when we were in his room and you and I were talking, it, it, every one of his books is in that room in there that he's ever wrote. Like, I mean, <laughs> all of them. So t- 
talk about the importance and uh, of mentors and accountability and really who speaks into our life and how important that is that reminds me of when I said the process to get to the promise. Can you share a little bit about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the words that I want us all to remember and even write down is honor. Mm. Honor. I want to use that word and say honor because honor unlocks the key to so many things. One of the things that honor unlocks is favor. I believe that because I honored my mom, I honored those people that were connected to her. I honored my father as well. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the earth. That's a life extension and promise. So I believe that because I honored my mom and her divine connection with Apostle Eckhart was why and how I could even continue that legacy and that relationship. I've known him for um, a little over 30 years. Wow. And it's been, yes, it's been um, an amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it's been an, and it's been an amazing journey. And so I've always honored Apostle Eckhart um, those 30 years. Um, I've always uh, visited his ministries, even being a part of my own parents' ministry. I sold into his ministry. I ordered his books. I read his books. I bought his books. I didn't just ask for them. I bought his books. I studied. I read. And I didn't know my mom was going to pass away at 70 years old. I didn't know that I was going to be heir parent to the church. I didn't even know that uh, Apostle Eckhart's and I's relationship would even grow as closer and as stronger um, as it did. But it started out with me honoring my parents and then me honoring those that I saw them honor. And then I feel like that honor and that that reverence, you know, reverential reverence that I had um, for Apostle just allowed us to have the type of connect. He is my friend and um, and I appreciate him very much. And just the divine uh, covering that he has given me, I have actually um, submitted to his divine covering, his divine coaching, his divine declarations and prayers. They are very important to me. And, and he's a good friend and I appreciate the just the connection. It's amazing and it's been wonderful. And I, I think that's important. And I'm glad that we were able to to finish with that because a lot of times, like when 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 Dr. Kim and I were talking before, I was talking about my friend Myron Golden and he does a Bible study every Wednesday. Just about every Wednesday. I'd say about 45 Wednesdays out of the out of the year. And he teaches for about a half an hour on biblical principles and how to build a business from a biblical perspective. And his businesses just crush it. And he, everybody who comes to his, I mean, he had a, he celebrated a guy in his mastermind that was doing a million dollars a month. Okay. Um, and, and the guy was a kingdom guy and it's all based on kingdom pr- principles and kingdom, you know, it's about the kingdom, right? And if you've ever met, it's really funny. Um, I shared this today. Um, uh, Apostle, uh, when they, uh, when they uh, had a glitch on Instagram and Clubhouse, uh, one day, a couple months ago, we all jumped over real quick on this app called Wisdom. Wisdom. Right? Yeah. And it was and, the perfect time to release that too. And and the first person that I interview 
on wisdom is Apostle John Eckhart, right? He's the first person that comes in and jumps up. Here's my topic about wisdom. And then the next day I go in and he's interviewing me on wisdom. So it was just the funniest thing, right? Like, and, and, you know, just the, 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 you know, the covering of, of, you know, spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers, you know, um, my, you, you talked about two be, becoming one, you know, I, I am, I'm grateful that, you know, w- when we think about that, we think about the covering of our spouses, you know, being able to walk in unity, the favor that I've had in ministry, Kim, over the years has really just been that, you know, like, you know, just my pastor out of the clear blue, he's always told me, he's like, you can say no anytime you want. He said, you can tell me no. Like, you know, I told him no to teach in the school of ministry when I first moved here. And then he, the next year he asked me and he said, um, what is it going to be? No, this year. Or, and I said, yes. So I taught, you know, and, and, you know, after being in, in theology school for 12 years, I mean, there's a lot of new people that really can learn. I mean, I, I, I figured I took an over 60 courses in the school of theology, you know, and those are 12 hour courses. So 60, 12 hour courses. And he's like, wow. can you, he's like, can you pick 10 of them? I was, I picked 12 and then I kind of, and so he took some of them and used them and made them a requirement for the school of ministry. So thank you for sharing about that, about that cover, because I think it's super important when we're in the, like my, my, my pastor says, you know, Hey, I'd, I'd selfishly like you to be more active in the church. Like my wife and I taught, uh, we had a conference two weeks ago and we, my wife taught on shame and I taught on anger. Um, and I watched how they were interaction with people in the crowd. And there was, you know, young girl, a friend of ours, Simone, she taught on, on rejection. And I had went through a seat and I had went through a season of overcoming rejection. Even the prophecy that was spoken over us for almost 40 minutes, the lady said, Michael, have you been going through a season of growing in, in your perspective of rejection? She didn't know that only the Holy spirit could have told her that because I dived into it. You know, I had some, I had some really good friends that, you know, just charged at me with no, recollection of what I, I I hadn't done anything right. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it was just the weirdest thing. And then God just spoke to me and he said, I'm the one opening the doors and I'm the one closing the doors. My yeah. re- rejection is my protection. Yeah. So like, you know, I just, I just stepped into it. So um, Dr. Kim, why don't you do this? Tell us a little bit about how people can connect with you um, sure. and you know, about how they can find your book. You know, and and uh, and this will all be in the notes. But I always like for people to just kind of hear it from your from your mouth because. Um, uh, so yeah, so tell us that. Tell us how people can connect with so you. So let me just like um, go back really quick. Um, oh, do it. And let's just, go. Uh, talk about accountability because we talked yes, about. Yes, let's do that. But but accountability is so huge. Um, it's it's actually you allowing your coach or your mentor to direct or redirect certain strategies that are working or not working for you. And so a lot of times people think that accountability might be for someone who is like, I, I don't know, lower on the scale, but accountability is good and great for all, for everyone and anyone. Why? Because it not only keeps you consistent Ooh. and not only keeps you moving in the right direction, right? But it's, it, it has its checks and its balances. So uh, it's a second ear. It's a third ear. There's safety there. It's safety yeah. and the multitude of counsel. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit 
in the seat of the scornful. My God. And so those are all action things, walking, moving, sitting, standing, sitting. So, so it's important to check in. It, should I stay here? Should I stand here? Should I walk here? Shall I sit here? And so my accountability practices that I help those that I coach or that I even do myself when I am. And it's funny. Accountability is so important that it's built into our phones. It's oh, built yeah. into our Apple phones. Oh, they yeah. want to say, would you like to share your location? What is that? You're being accountable. This is where I am. This want is where someone I to know where you're going. Yeah. You want someone My to know mom did that today. My mom did that yeah. to me today. She sent me her location saying, yeah. hey, are you okay if I share my location with you? So if you ever can't find me, you know where I'm at. Uh, yeah. And, and many people don't look at, sometimes people look at that accountability word as they look at the submission word sometimes. You know, they sometimes they'll think these words are so but they're great and good words, and especially when they're used in healthy ways. So besides honor, accountability is really good when you have mentors, coaches, uh, teachers, pastors, those that are in leadership roles, because they will help uh, guide and develop in in so many ways. And then I'll leave you with this one more thing. Um, It is a scripture reference that we all love. It's the Psalms 23 Psalms when it says the Lord is, is our shepherd, right? That yeah. we shall not want. But this is what it says. It says, I will lead you. It says, I will guide you. I will lead you on paths. I will guide you on paths of right standing, righteousness for my namesake. And so God wants to cause us to lay down. He wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. That You should allow your shepherd, because he gave us shepherds, to lead, say, okay, it's time to lay down, okay, to guide, to coach you. That's a coaching uh, moment, guiding, leading, laying, all of that is coaching moments. And so I think the honor is good, the accountability is good, and the allowing of your shepherd or whoever you would like to call them to lead you, to guide you, to set you on a right course when it says path that's, so that's good. just set you on a right course that's so course good for success. that's and so, so good no that's yeah. that's and and before you share this before you share where people can connect with you when you wrote when you said this it took me back to a friend of mine um who became he became a seven-figure earner at 26 years old never graduated from high school went to bethel school of ministry out in california lived out of his car for a while and, 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 and I asked him on my podcast, what did accountability mean to him? And he said, it's people who hold you accountable for your abilities. Yes, I love it. People for who hold you accountable for your abilities, accountability, yes. right? Yes. And so when you said that, it brought that back to me. And, and it's why I hold, I have people that hold me accountable in every area of my life. You know, in my walk with God and what I do, you know, with putting blocks on my computers and blocks on my phone so that nothing is interrupting me or or, or steering me away from my wife or my ministry or anything that I'm doing. Because, you know, I always say the best book I ever read, uh, probably I ever read besides the Bible was the book uh, uh, Boundaries by Townsend and Cloud, right? Yes. And and, and they talk about that in there. You talk about having, holding yourself accountable. So thank you for sharing that. And now tell me where people can connect with you because I'm excited for people to connect with you more. Absolutely. If you're on Clubhouse, I am Kim L. Allen on Clubhouse. 
Dr. Kim, Kim L. Allen on Clubhouse. If you're on Instagram, I am Kim underscore keep it moving. That's Kim underscore keep it moving. I am Kim L. Allen on Facebook and Twitter, but you can also find me on my website and that's called keep it moving with Kim.com. Keep it moving with Kim.com. I've authored about four books, digital and print between Amazon and Apple. It is Mindful Meatless Meals That Heal. And then it's Meals That Heal. It is But Why. And then it's Juice Prescriptions. So all of these are like juices and meals. And the But Why is all about practical things that we all can use, whether it's uh, traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, whether it's um, natural home remedies, all of these different remedies in a book called But Why, so that you can reach for some simple things, uh, drink them, eat them, and apply them, and immediately begin to uh, feel better. I love it. I love it. I'm gonna have to. I'm. I'm. I wrote down to get the but why because that's the one that stood out to me from the very beginning. Like, but yeah. why? But mom. But why? Why? But why why do I have to do this? Right. Yeah. So, Kim, thank you so much for today. Today has been encouraging and inspiring. I always feel uplifted when I do these. I always feel like you know God ordains the footsteps. <laughs> excuse me of the righteous, and so thank you because I feel like you're one of those people. I feel like you're a person of. Of righteousness and holiness and honor and 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 um, yeah, I'm excited to uh, be able to get to know you more. And I say this as I end every podcast. Um, you know, um, we should love God, love people, and live with passion, vision, and purpose. Passion, vision, and purpose. People, the the Bible says, "Why do we lack wisdom?" It's because we don't ask for it. So every, I challenge you every single day, I wake up and I say, good morning, Jesus. And I say, please give me your wisdom throughout this day. Because without it, I can't do anything. But with it, I can do all things. So yes. thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And so thank you and for having me. You thank were fantastic. You so this was absolutely fantastic. So until next time on the HeFluence podcast, like I said before, you know, love God, love people, live with passion, vision, and purpose, guys. And so we'll see you on the next episode. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the HeFluence podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. And as always, you can follow Michael on all social media platforms at Michael David Huey or www.michaeldavidhuey.com. Until next time, God bless and take care.